You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen. I don't know if you woke up in the morning to listen to this or not. Every day we are free and available on all platforms. Subscribe to the pod iTunes wherever you get them. And uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter <laughs> at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. Now, I want to set the scene because... I tweeted at Nada after one of his tweets that was way off how I needed to yell at him on the podcast tomorrow. I said that last night. Well, except I'm saying yes. it tonight. Here's what here's the scene. Here's the scene. So the game is still going on as we record with five minutes and 30 seconds left and the game is now a 60 point yes. deficit for the Charlotte Hornets and we're recording. We decided to give you a little bit of a reaction pod. I'm going to be talking and basically making jokes about how bad the Hornets are the rest of the five minutes or so. Nada, you can't see the game anymore from where you're recording. No, correct? I cannot. Unfortunately, my office like the where my office is and then where the TV is in the office unfortunately are in two ridiculously bad places and i understand that i probably should change the tv but if i put the tv in front of me where i could record i wouldn't be doing much recording i'd be watching tv instead so this is like this is a productivity thing and it's the one time that it can hurt me well no this it's actually it would hurt you more to have to watch this very um 60 points. It, it's it's a brutal it's a brutal performance and the jokes have been flying all across Charlotte Hornets Twitter. How bad the Hornets perform when they play on national television and not it brings me to one of the conversations that we had a while ago and I, I remember tweeting this early or yeah. last year at some point. I think it was in the second half of the season, but I remember being excited for the Pelicans Hornets nationally televised game. It's the act. It's actually the last time I remember the Hornets playing and well or decent. And actually, de yeah, decently enough to win. But you reminded me, and you tried to warn me, Walker. Nationally televised does not necessarily mean good. In fact, I would venture to say that it doesn't mean good all the time, maybe ever. And I was like, no, not a dude. Chill. Like it's oh, Hornets are on ESPN. It's going to be fun. TNT. Let's go watch them. And they mm -hmm. won that game. But you've been right ever since. And you were probably right every time yes. before that. Um, and man, this only furthers all the ammo that you have to be scared of nationally televised. I, you know, games. I would say I told you so. But I've been trying to warn, like, That's I've okay. been trying to warn people about this. Like, the national game ain't the boondoggle, ain't the prize. It's not the bell of the ball. It's none of that. It's not what you need. And everybody wants to go chase. Like, you know what they are, Walker? They're, TL they're, they're not listening to that TLC. You're supposed to not chase the waterfall. Please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you are used to. And everybody is just tired mm, you, of preach. the river and the lake. And it makes me sick. This is exactly what happened. This is what you greedy asses all deserve. All of y'all. 
Oh, <laughs> a 60 points. I'm getting chat. I deserve it. And I'm getting chastised. I wanted it to be on ESPN. And this one's a little different because of the whole YouTube TV yeah. thing and Bally sports not being on that platform. And so we thought, hey, this is great. We actually have a chance where everybody can watch the Hornets because it is going to be nationally televised. So you do have that different angle yes. of part of things. But also, it's, of course, going to be a game that you do not want to watch because of how ugly this got. Not a this was ugly right Right from the get go. Again, I don't have a final score because there's about four minutes left to go now. But as we stand currently, 115 to 51 with four minutes and 15 seconds left. The first quarter saw Dallas score 24 points and the Hornets scored uh, 17, 24, 17, seven point game. Not awful. Then boom, the second quarter happened. And that's where they started to really extend that lead. And the third quarter was worse, and the fourth quarter, it's proving to be just as bad. Um, I mean, I the margin of victory the Mavericks are going to experience in this one, Nada, and the low amount of points the Hornets are going to score. Look, it, it's, it can't compare to a regular season game. No, it just can't. can't, okay? I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. It just can't. But it's ugly as hell, even if it is a preseason game. And this is going to be, you know, it's funny, like, I don't remember preseason games that much from last year, or even the year before. Like I remember Malik Mung, I remember PJ Washington doing some good things, but I don't remember like actual games and how they actually, I, I don't remember how it happened. I'll always yeah. remember this one. Like I'm going to yeah, remember no, no, this no. one. This one is like the day they basically shit the bed. That, that That's what this is. It's yeah. so bad. Like I just, I really want to basically burn the tape. You want to go get a neuralizer from like the neuralizers from Men in Black, and you want to go. Yes, thank, thank you, you, Nick Carboni, for putting, putting that, out, that there. One out there. Yeah, but like, I just want to know, like, like I just want this gone. And now, we, th- and the sad part is, this is the last thing that Hornets fans have to remember of this team for an entire week. <laughs> that's right <laughs> get ready for the season the 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 game that ended last year was the pacers blowout and the game that gets you ready for the regular season is this one let's yeah, go like, hornets like at yeah. this point there's a part of me that's got a dave Chappelle thing in my head from like the dave Chappelle, like the they never should have given you blanks money but they yeah they, they never should have put you <laughs> hornets on national tv something along the lines of that mm. like this is this is just, yeah like you take a this is a snuff film beating like this is bad we, we have a scotty lewis jalen crutcher uh james book Knight, kai jones vernon carey lineup right now i believe that's what we're experiencing so it's brutal the dallas mavericks they finally i mean they were playing luca for a little longer than i expected as well they um, were treating this like a regular season game which is something we'll get into in, in, in a little all right yeah that's fine we can do that in the next segment this is the reaction pod slash end of the game pod that we are bringing to you uh we're going to release it tomorrow we're going to be releasing this on thursday if you want to catch it, I know Charlotte Sports Despair is one listener that we appreciate, but also doesn't like to listen to all of the negative stuff that happens mm-hmm. after his team doesn't perform. If you're like that, then yeah, we I'm understand. sorry. We can only do what the Hornets. Uh, we can only talk about what the Hornets do um, on the court. Yeah. Now let's talk about something a lot better than what the Hornets did last night. Talk about one of our favorite products here on Lockdown Hornets. You know what? Let's talk about something slightly less uncomfortable than a 60 point blowout in preseason. And and that's sweat block. 
And again, sweat is a very uncomfortable thing to talk about, but sweat block is the number one antiperspirant in the category. And some people know that, again, some people just have problems with sweat, and that's why they use sweat block antiperspirant wipes. Sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. Simply apply it at night before going to bedtime. The next morning, you get up, you wash yourself, and, you, and hopefully the hornets will wash themselves of this poor performance and then go about <laughs> nice. your day without having to worry about sweat, guaranteed. It sounds too good to be true, but people only got to use it once or twice a week. Keeps them dry. No pitting out, no picking their shirts based on which one will hide the sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you got to have them check out Sweatblock. Check it on out on Amazon or... Go to sweatblock.com to get your 20% off code using the promo code locked on. Let me tell you that one more time. It's the promo code locked on for 20% off. Try it and let it change. Uh, people your are being mean to us on Twitter. We'll get to some of the mean tweets coming up next on Locked On Hornets. <laughs> this is Locked On Hornets. I don't like doing that unless. Like, I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big joker in spades or that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed, and I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. I the last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Host of Locked On Mavs, frequent host of Locked On NBA, Nick Angstad is picking on us. Nada, he is. What is he doing now? About, what is he? Doing? Well, he's talking about all the bricks that the Hornets have put up. Like Nada, it's one twenty-one to fifty-seven. There's a real shot that they could lose by seventy, which I don't think I've seen in an NBA game that I can at least remember. No, I mean I, I can't. It, it, like, like at this point, uh, like I understand that uh, none of this matters, but at some point, you got like I don't want. I'm semi-serious. Where's the hard foul? Where is it? <laughs> yeah. Just uh, Pat Riley philosophy, right? Like, if you can't the win the game, <laughs> then win the fight. Yes. Just go ahead and win the so, fight. Someone fight. And this is why there's not enough veterans or something like that. But someone's got to show some sort of pride because this is ugly. And uh, again, I can only imagine, like, we should have the bingo card ready to go. And, and matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to steer this car into a ditch because you know what we should play? We should do an entire bingo card of what's going to be on James Borrego's play. Um, what's what's going to be on James Borrego's mind for this post presser? I, I, I know. So okay, the the one word I know is going to happen, and or I, I'm going to hear so in media availability. Spirit. Is it spirit? have to have a competitive spirit? Is it spirit competitive or spirit toughness? is going to be on there? Is is, is it spirit or toughness? Yeah, uh, yeah. Compete is going to be on there, yes. and, and competitive spirit. Those variations. That's absolutely going to be on there. Um, I, I, I don't know what else is going to happen. Make, I mean, make I, them I feel us. Make them feel us. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a pretty good Execution. one. I, I don't know. Execution. Yeah, and at that, at that, at some point, it's just regular coach speed. Yeah. But the ones consider it, the, the ones that are unique or that Borrego uses. Okay, <laughs> we just got a, like a self put back alley oop hybrid from somebody I don't even know who it is. It's number fourteen for Dallas. I don't know. Oh, I can't no. recognize the creative players the getting off on them. Uh, yeah, uh, it, Moses Brown is in there. I mean, it's 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 bad. Not a, it's real bad. Kai oh, Jones no. going to the foul line. One twenty seven to fifty seven. It's a seventy point game. Oh my god, we might we might see a seventy point loss for the Charlotte Hornets. It's up to Kai Jones to knock in at least one free throw with fifty four seconds left to at least 
help avoid that outcome. Um, people are being mean. Doris Burke is being mean. She said, given the score, can I tell you a Diana Taurasi story? <laughs> like, hey, hey, she, hey, she look, just wants to look, 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 look. Yeah. Diana yes, Taurasi is one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen. So yes. Oh, that was please. no knock on Diana. Yeah. Now I'm sure she doesn't want to be affiliated with this game. It was Probably. just her hilarious notion at the beginning. Hey, given the score, can we talk about anything else? And you also had ESPN saying, well, the Dallas Mavericks, they're just toying with the Hornets right now. By the way, Kai Jones missed uh, both those free of throws. So it's the 70 point. Oh, 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 okay. oh no. I'm sorry, Donna. This, this is actually an interesting show we're doing because James book night. Oh God, I can't wait to tell you this. Okay. 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 As long as 37, he's not hurt, as long as he's not hurt, the, the Hornets. Oh my God. I can't believe I just witnessed this. The Hornets are down 70. 127 to 57 okay. and there's 37 seconds left in the game okay. and James Booknight just had the unmitigated gall had the cojones had the guts to throw the basketball off the backboard in an attempted alley-oop to Scotty Lewis in which of course he didn't complete and got fouled and sent to the free throw line, but they are down 70 <laughs> and James Booknight just tried a fast break off the backboard alley to Scotty Lewis. I, it's my favorite thing that's going to happen this year. Uh, that is unbelievable. Look, look, look <laughs> that. You know what, though? You need guys like that to just are shameless. You need, you need <laughs> those shameless happened? guys on your team. You want them on that wall. You need them on that wall. I, I'm sorry. Uh, if I couldn't love James Booknight anymore, he just did. I know. That. I know. It's it's amazing. Down seventy and Booknight's throwing it off the glass. Um. Okay. Look. It's it's been it's been kind of just clowning at this point. Not. A, let's yeah. get to something. Get so serious. so I needed to yell at you. Yes, really what, quickly. You I was yell at me. I, I know what it's be, about. I know what it's about. Yeah. It's because it's because you are out here making confirmations on things that have happened after what was an awful first half of basketball against the Dallas Mavericks mm -hmm. and one at not of the scribe. You can go follow him on Twitter at not of the scribe tweeted that everything is dead or all the conversations about Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier being overpaid. They're dead. Now, look, what I'm not interested in doing is having the Terry Rozier Gordon Hayward yes, conversation. Because you're just inviting chaos okay. into your mentions when you do that. And I don't want any of that. I really don't. You guys win on that. I, I don't I don't want to have that conversation. What I do want to have the conversation about is how in the world are you saying those combos are dead and then defending it after the first half against Dallas Nada? Well, after well, the look what? I am saying it is dead because that first half. Did it look like anybody was scared of anyone shooting? I, again, was anybody afraid? I don't think of the Hornets. I don't think any of the Hornets were scary in this game. No, no. no but uh, but you see what I'm saying? They didn't have to mm -hmm. defend a single, single solitary, like just a single solitary jump. Solitary is that what you mean? Yeah, they don't have that's, to that's excellent yeah, stuff. Like they don't have a single solitary jump shooter out there besides Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier makes people at least pay attention to a Hornet behind the three point line. That's my point. Like they, if Dallas who said they were, who told ESPN that they were going into this game, treating it like a pre, not like a preseason game, but as a preseason dress rehearsal, which means they were going to plan and prepare. Like this was a regular season game. Then 
damn it. That means you're going to prepare like Terry Rozier's not there and you're not going to have to defend the three-point line. Um, okay, real quickly, the uh, ESPN just put up a stat that the Charlotte Hornets just suffered the biggest margin of defeat in the last 15 years in NBA preseason basketball. So that's just what happened. It ends up being 68. It's not 70. They dodged that. It's only 68 that the Dallas Mavericks went by. Um, look, it, and it, Terry Rozier not being in this game, like I, I just didn't like the declaration, and you know that's yeah. where the clown tweet came in with the declaration after this. But I mean, and Terry Rozier is going to bring the help with the shooting, of course. But it does. I mean. I don't know if that has anything to do with contractually. I would say that the Dallas Mavericks treating this like a dress rehearsal when the Hornets don't have Gordon, they don't have Terry miles goes down. PJ goes down. LaMelo plays 11 minutes and is trying to put on a highlight package passing wise on ESPN. The Hornets didn't take this game seriously. I'm not saying that's okay, but also with everything that happened on the Hornets roster, like the Mavericks, maybe they should have won by at least 40. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they almost uh, and that's it. fair, but, I, and again, but, that's, but th- there's a lot going against the Hornets. In no, this I'm, one too. And I'm, like, not, I'm not saying it's acceptable, but you get what I'm no, saying. I get what you're saying. And I'm also saying at this point that they should have treated this m- more than and again, it, like importance. There's there was a that's another word that I feel like we're going to hear from Borrego. Like they should have treated this a lot with a lot more care than they did. And I feel like this team is not good enough to, quote unquote, sleep through a game like this, even if it's preseason. Like you have to be able to prepare like this is an actual game. And instead, you didn't and you got your ass handed to you. Like there's a lot of this that annoys the utter crap out of me because this was a time where you knew they were going to come in there preparing and I understand that I understood your point about how they competed with Miami all the way up until the end without the same two guys. But Miami also didn't treat that like a like a a dress rehearsal. Yeah, but they had Bam playing. They had Kyle Lowry playing. They had a lot of their player. I mean, you know. I don't know how much the saying go because we can't put importance on the Dallas Mavericks saying this is their dress rehearsal, but not, but, you know, but then with the Hornets saying it's playoffs or bust and, and not actually feel that way. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, I don't think that matters. Not a, like, I mean, I, I don't I think understand. that the Dallas Mavericks said that, you know, it's just, it was an embarrassing loss. I don't think that there's any declarations to be had like, and so this goes to a larger point, even more. So let's make this simpler than what I'm doing. And I apologize. Nick Carboni said, I don't think there's anything to take from this game and you said I disagree you brought up Terry again and then you brought up a couple of other tweets like man I don't think we can make any sweeping statements based off of these four preseason games you know this one is the one we're talking about but even these four preseason games what I take away is potentially James Booknight can help sooner rather than later you know, he looks more comfortable. You know, Miles Bridges looks more comfortable. He looks better. I don't know if I learned anything more about Terry. I don't know if I learned about his effect on this team. I think the same way. We're not really worried about LaMelo and his shooting, right? Because he was God awful from the field this preseason, especially from three point land. I mean, it was yeah. atrocious, but we're not saying that's going to actually take place in the regular season and give that a whole lot of credence. I think that's my point. No, I, and you know what? I, I will go. I can go with you there. Matter of fact, because we're running out of time on this and you and you still have stuff to do tonight, 
<laughs> after this. I do. I have to be on TV exactly. in like two hours, and I'm not even close to ready. It, I've got like sauce on my pants and stuff. Oh, and I need oh, to get good changed. Lord. So you know, well, again, <laughs> yeah. do your read. Do your read. We'll co- and I'll finish my point on the other side, and we'll close this thing out because I think All people right. are the, enough are tired enough of our sh- shenanigans. We thank you for the download, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you for the click. Thank you for the download, and thank you for allowing me the time to go change clothes and getting some of the sauce off my clothes. But before we do take that next break, I will talk to you about Bet Online. It's the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Maybe you want to get in on the action with MLB postseason. Maybe you want to bet on the NFL as it's reaching the halfway point. Either way, go to Bet Online because it is the place to go bet on all your sports. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book expert. Uh, people are continuing to be mean to the Charlotte Hornets. We talk more about that next on the lockdown hornets podcast this is locked on hornets February is Black History Month, and the Lockdown Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Lockdown Presence. More than God Almighty, <laughs> keep this. You're, you're not deleting this at all. This is going to end up being a, a, a bit. I promise you, it's gonna no. no. It's gonna be a bump. It's gonna be a bump. Let it. Let it. Just let it be. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. All right, let's go back and talk more about this atrocious game that just ended. It was only 68. The Hornets did not lose by 70. Thank goodness. Uh, But Nada, you said you wanted to talk about something else coming into this last segment for Locked on Hornets about maybe, maybe something you say uh, that you uh, that you can say. The one thing I absolutely learned that we learned this offseason is that the or at least in this preseason is essentially this team from the center position is no better or no worse than what it was last year. And if that's going to be the case, we know the big bad downfall of this team. It's going to be the center position. The <laughs> like it's going to be essentially that this team cannot rebound. And if that's going to be the case, like I need people to start lowering your expectations just a little bit because if this is going to be the case where they can't rebound against decent teams and I wouldn't even call Porzingis like an elite NBA big. Oh, no. Is he above average? Absolutely. But against elite NBA bigs that can rebound and dominate the glass, this team is going to struggle this year. And it's why I never understood it's why your point about signing Oubre instead of Holmes, which I can defend a little bit, but I can understand it. But why why signing Oubre instead of Holmes is almost indefensible to this team, even though I'm not sure Rashawn Holmes would have changed much. But the well, lack I mean, of emphasis on a free agent on a free agent big is going to hurt this team long. Well, and look, man, like, you know, we all know some of the problems that I had. Like, I want to sell home the point too. you know, it's not bringing in a Kelly Oubre that made me mad. The contract is just fine, you know, like and, and Kelly, when we were discussing yeah. some of the leftover free agents that I thought were the best, it was like a Laurie Markkinen, a Josh Hart, a Kelly Oubre. Laurie started to entice me more offensively. Kelly has better capabilities defensively. It's just all about his team defense getting better. I was just a bigger fan of Josh Hart at that point, and they and New Orleans honestly did a really good job 
job structuring his deal. Um, but it's not like I hated bringing Kelly. You know, there, there are things to like and the Gordon Hayward absence, him coming in to fill that, you know, that that's something to take note of. Uh, Rashawn Holmes signing for what he did with Sacramento. You know, I thought that was a, a good, fair deal for him and Sacramento. And I just thought Hornets would have been in more on that type of market. Um, it, it, we, we discussed too, right? Like, you know, there there are some faults to maybe giving Rashawn Holmes a four-year deal at his age. The way that he plays, you know, there there are some problems that could come on the back end of that contract. Like after two years, because he is so relying on his athleticism as a smaller center and and he's not a four, you know, he's not somebody that's yeah. out here. You want to put the basketball in his hands and have him create and play making stuff like that. Um, you know, there were problems with that, but yeah, to your point, like it was just weird, not a, and, and, and here yeah. they are going at it with a Kai Jones, a Vernon Carey, and Nick Richards, who, by the way, you know, he, he's making the team, right? Like he's got the last roster spot, right? Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> we know, we know, we know through like, like that's the thing. We know that this, this team is carrying, depending on how you want to look at it, at least four centers and that's Plumley. Um, let's see. It's Plumley. It's Carrie. It's Richards and Kai Jones. If you consider him a center, that's four yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, well, and, and the other thing too is, and I, I wanted to talk about, we kind of did this impromptu podcast, but I did want to get to the Zach Lowe power rankings. Um, or the, we'll the save week. that for Friday. Yeah, we'll we can that do for that. Friday. We can do that. The one thing I'll mention is, you know, that he did have, it's already out there. So, you know, the Hornets, they were ranked fifth on his list and we can give our opinions on some of the details. But one of the things he did talk about was just how small this team ran and how good they were at being that small. But yeah, you, you do start to look at this center spot and I know you've been saying it. We've all, we've all understood it so far, but Kai Jones isn't helping you this year. And man, he, I mean, even in how bad this game was, there was one shot, like one push hand, one hand push shot from the free throw line. That was awful. Um, You know, Kai's not helping you. You know, no. Vernon Carey, they don't trust Nick Richards. I he, I don't know how much they trust him, but he can't help you this year in any significant way. Like, you know, you are talking about it really only being Mason and PJ and that's that's yeah. it. That's I mean, it. that's it. And that, so, yeah, and that's and that's the thing. And I guess that's my thing. And that's something I got into with um, James Plowright, who writes for at the hive around the hive, because I saw the I saw the Cavs sign Ed Davis, who, mind you, would contribute immediately to this team. Granted, he's not making or breaking you in terms of making the playoffs. Yeah, but totally at fair. Some point, but at some point, you got to have at least a ve- another veteran in there. You got to have somebody that knows what they're doing on the block, and it can't be just Mason. And you can't just rely on PJ to be the center to hold you down when Mason gets in foul trouble or if he gets hurt or something along the lines of that. There's too much of like there's entirely too much of a variable with that and there's too much of a variation and you're going to wear out PJ doing this. Like and this is where I have the problem. You can't have you can't have players out here saying, "Yo, we're going to make the playoffs or if we're going to make the playoffs, it's if we're going to make the playoffs or it's going to be a failure." Like you can't have all of that and at the same time run out there develop developmental bigs. It doesn't work that way. That has been my biggest problem with what the Hornets are doing. You can't serve both masters. You needed to do one or the other. Pick a lane. If you are trying to compete for the playoffs, then do that. But if you're not, then you got to tell those players, hey, it's okay to have expectations. 
You just can't talk about them. And at some point, someone needed to communicate. Someone in that building needed to communicate them because the minute playoffs come out of the mouth of everybody, nuance is immediately lost because now we're judging the season by playoffs or bust. And this team is entirely too young to be doing that. Um, Thank goodness for Sam Purley, by the way, trying to calm us all down. Works for the Hornets. Follow him at Sam underscore Purley. He said the Hornets fall to Dallas 127 to 59 in the preseason finale. That is an ugly score. He did say this. We'll start the regular season with an 0-0 record next Wednesday night at home versus Indiana. Just making sure we all get that this does not count during the regular season. Thank you, Sam Purley. Yeah. Thank you, Sam. We all need somebody like you. We all need you directly here as Hornets fans. People are being mean to you again. I saw Joe Ovius tweet at you, not to the Hornets. No, that a game this evening. It's it's bad. It's It's so bad. bad. All right. Um, Let's go home. Well, all right. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and end it there. That'll do it for the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We tried something different, little impromptu game reaction at the end because we needed to have as much fun as possible so we didn't have to sit on this and then come in in the morning, record this in a worse mood. So we just decided to have fun with all the chaos and the awfulness that just took place right in front of our eyes. So thanks again for joining us. We'll be back with you on Friday. We'll be releasing an episode as well before the weekend hits you. It's Lockdown Hornets. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA or really any show on the Lockdown Podcast Network. See you again on Friday.